Alright, as I said on the last show, that it was uh, show 400, and I was actually 10 shows off, so that was show 390. This show is 391, because that's how we count. <laughs> anyway, 389, 390, and now 391. Okay, as you can probably already tell on this show, we're going to be talking Disney. Yeah, it's just Connor and I, and we are actually on the road coming back from the parks, uh, as far as parks. We were in Epcot at Food and Wine today. We were in Hollywood Studios, and then we made a quick jaunt, which we'll be talking about, over to Disney Springs. This is show 391 for the week of September 25th, 2017. You're listening to The Mouse Moment. Find us at themousemoment.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. So let's just start first at Food and Wine. Uh, we stopped at a couple more stands today. Stands, kiosks. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they were. <laughs> we stopped at Brazil. Brazil, and you got the, I got little, the, the little hidden one, which, which is, was as good as ever. They had it yeah. last year. So yeah. it's like definitely recommended. It's, it's a like pie. shepherd's pie. Yeah, it's like a shepherd's pie with uh, tomatoes in it and onions. Yeah, it's spiced differently than yes. your common shepherd's pie. But, but yes, uh, at its base, it's, a, it's beef underneath the potatoes with cheese on it. So yes. Connor ate it all. I'd like to tell you that it was, how good it was, but he actually didn't even ask me if I wanted a bite. He just went ahead and ate every bite of it. Well, I'll tell you, it was good. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that one was, like, how much do you remember? Um, no, because you got it. Okay. I was over in the shade. Oh, yes. Because it was yeah, and boiling it, hot today. Yeah, it was 97 today so very and that's hot humidity yeah yeah humidity to it and i don't know it's up around like thousand degrees <laughs> so it felt like it uh so anyway brazil that was very good and we got that connor got that last year i tasted it then and it was really good so oh, we also went to flavor from fire yeah and we got three different items from there uh let's see here we might i've got the guide in my back pocket so this could be an edit point, or we'll just jibber-jabber about something else. Well, that's right, because I can never find what the heck. Okay, I know that we got a, a chocolate picante. picante mousse. Here, do you want to take this and see if you can find it in there for a second? And I'll hold this. We're actually on a mobile mic. Yeah, we don't have everything set up here in the car. <laughs> anyway, I know that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> Uh, got any jokes to tell while you're looking for that? Heck no. Okay. Thought I would ask. Uh, let's see. Food and wine. Uh, we were here. Today's Saturday when we were here. And, man, if you're going to get there and you don't want to deal with heavy crowds and, and really drunkards, uh, get there at opening, uh, which is basically 11. Okay, yes. so I found okay. it. You got okay. the smoked corned beef? Yes. Bris- um, smoked yeah. corned beef, yeah. Corned beef hash. hash yeah. And uh, so when you get hash, you expect like diced potatoes in there with the corned beef. And then sometimes they'll use like a Dijon or sometimes they, they can use many different types of uh, flavoring. Uh, in this, you don't really get uh, diced potatoes. 
At first I thought, well, it's because over time they would break down and end up like mashed potatoes. But uh, I think I would have rather had those, uh, or even if they were like mashed potatoes, than what they put in there. They put like a thick kettle chip. Yeah, and it, it only says in here warm, crispy potatoes. Yeah, and they weren't, like they're crispy, but it's like a kettle chip, and it's thick. So I didn't really care for that, so uh, that kind of ruined the, the meal for me. And does it say how much it is in there? It doesn't. Does no, it? it doesn't give price. Okay. Well, we'll put it up here. So if you're watching the video portion of this, you'll see the price and all that stuff as we're talking along. And then what was I, the second thing we got? I got the sweet pancake with spicy chipotle chicken sausage. Uh, and yes, yes, that is one thing. It's chicken sausage. So it's chicken put into... It's like not a, like a pork sausage. Yeah. It's chicken. Um, and then onion jam and maple butter syrup. I liked it. I thought that it was good. The pancake was real thick, and the uh, that maple butter syrup worked really well with the uh, the onion jam. Yeah, so it was it was good. I would recommend it. Okay, and that portion size was pretty good. Yes, on that I remember. And the portion size on mine was pretty good. It's just that the chips kind of ruined it. Okay, and what was the last thing that we got? The last thing that we got, I think, was that the little hidden one? No, no, no. I mean, from that stand. It was the chicken was pecan. The, or, no, yeah. Chocolate pecan. <laughs> yeah, they mix chicken into the uh, mousse. So it's the chocolate picante. Yes. Dark and, chocolate mousse with cayenne pepper, chili powder, and raspberry dust. Okay. Which, for there being two uh, peppers in it... You didn't really you, taste yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't taste it hardly at all. You could taste it a little bit, but eh. Yeah. And yes. raspberry dust. I know that's probably just there to add some accent to it, but... Uh, uh, it was alright. I wouldn't get it again. No. So, um, I obviously wouldn't get the hash again. To each his own. Maybe a lot of people will like those, but I didn't care for the, the chips. It ruined it. I like so, the sweet pancakes. And so. Connor would get that again. I would recommend yeah. it. And, and you know what, too, everybody, uh, every kind of review that we give here, I'm going to put it right up front. That when it's hot, very hot, like it was today, it's hard sometimes to enjoy food at all. So, kind of what you want is... Uh, like Italian ice or an ice, something cold. And uh, that's another thing. Uh, I had read somewhere that they had Dole Whips at the refreshment port in uh, World Showcase. And that's basically where like the drums are at, where Africa was supposed to be. But we went by there and looked at the menu on the post that was out front, and they did not have that listed. So I don't know, maybe... That was an old menu I looked at or something, but I could have swore it said 2017. And you were also up. looking for a cone that you couldn't find, and nobody really knew what it was or that it even yeah, existed, the, really. Yeah, the cone, I'll just put it up there, that the guys on the Diz were talking about it and said it had what would amount to, like, a um, hamburger helper inside of it. And so, but I looked around and tried to figure out where it might be, and even looked through the, the guide of each kiosk and I just couldn't find it. So, let's see here. So that's it as far as food at Food & Wine this time, right? Yes. Alright. Uh, at that point, we checked out. We went over to uh, Hollywood Studios. We did film some construction stuff, which you should see here on the video side once again. Uh, they have a lot of construction going on, obviously, for Toy Story Land. There's a lot of it you see right now. Uh, if you get up by Toy Story Mania, then you're going to see uh, a lot of scaffolding. And it really just continues on up the road, on up the road, past Toy Story Mania. 
um, and out to the end of that lane. We're back in where I believe uh, Backlot Express used to be and the car show that I can never take. Lights, motors, action. Yeah, and so at the end of that lane is Dynaco there. Not Dynaco, what's the name? I don't know. Cruz Ramirez from Course 3. But yeah, it was just basically the car just sitting there and you could go up and take your own picture beside it. I did see, I thought, kind of a lack of uh, photo pass photographers today in the parks, but it could be because they've all had, between the hurricanes, they've been swept away, they're out of power at their homes, and, uh, or, and I don't mean to make light of that. We were part of the hurricane, so. And we did lose power. Please don't anybody think I'm making light of that. Uh, or, um, um, what is it? Oh, it's because of the heat. I mean, you can always stand out there for so long, and so if you only have a certain amount of photo pass photographers, then it's hard to keep manning those stations. Right? And it was also pretty slow in uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Studios today, Studios so they was. might not have staffed it as big as yeah. they normally do. So, uh, Star Wars construction is, woof. yeah, it's moving right along. Listen, so, can we talk about that? We saw models. We saw a portion of the model for Star Wars Land. Yeah, now, that's going into, uh, it's now Walt Disney Presents, where it used to be One Man's Dream. It's now Walt, Walt Disney Presents, and we, so we went in there. And so we have pictures and some video of three different th- new things that they added into there. One was for Toy Story Land, and the, they have a model and everything behind glass there showing you what that looks like. The next thing was uh, Star Wars Land, and it was just a section of the model that they had at D23 convention yeah, in, cause in the, California. The one at D23, I don't know that you could fit that into uh, into it, the glass because it was a big big area yeah and then the last thing they had there was not a model or anything but it was artwork uh for the mickey Run, and minnie's runaway rail right yeah Run, tongue twister yes forget it. i'm not gonna say it you said it so <laughs> that to me still looks like a fun attraction and the word out there is still that it, it will be trackless which i think could make it great yeah, so, I think just from the description that they've put out of it at uh, D23, it sounds like it'll be a fun ride. Yeah. I mean, so, you can't really go wrong with Minnie and Mickey being in the Disney parks. <laughs> I don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of places other than meet and greets where you're going to find them. Yeah. So I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's going to be fun. So, I and I know a lot of people were melancholy about great movie ride leaving, but I think that when we see this, if they do it right, and I do expect for them to do this up right because this is Mickey and Minnie these are the brand for the parks so if they go cheap on this I'll be shocked but I, I don't expect that this is going to be cheap so I think it's going to be fun that entire attraction I think it'll be fun uh, I don't think we have an opening date on that either no so, I don't think there was an opening date on anything really from uh, D23 so anyway so they have put uh, they have put some things up there for, for that, if you want to see it, you can go in. Well, you can see it right here as we're showing, showing uh, shots of it. Or if you're in Hollywood Studios and you don't have anything else to do. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Okay, four rides in Hollywood Studios to ride. And the wait, standby time wait for uh, Toy Story Mania was 30 minutes today. That should tell you a little bit about how slow the park was. So... Let's see here. 
Oh, Launch Bay. Oh, yeah. Okay, we did go to Launch Bay. Yeah, so Launch Bay. You saw... We've been in it a couple times now, but Connor got to see more stuff this time because we went down into a different area, and that was where the meet and greets were at for... Yeah. So, uh, it was Chewbacca and Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. Yeah. And then on top of that, they also had um, several of the props, or at least replicas, from uh, the movies of, like, uh, helmets from the Rebellion and um, also from Stormtroopers. Um, they had lightsabers from the Sith and lightsabers from the Jedi. So, all of that was kind of neat to see. Um, we got that all on film. And I think, yeah, there wasn't... I mean, you looked at merchandise, yeah. which Connor was looking to see if they had the Lego. Yeah, it was Millennium a Lego. Falcon in there. Yeah, it was from Force Awakens. And they don't have that in there, so they told us to go to the Lego store, which we'll get into that here in a little bit as we get over into Disney Springs. Uh, let's see here. Was there anything else then? So we left there. And went to Disney Springs. Oh, no, well, we went there, went back to Epcot, oh, trying yes, to think. That's right. Anything else in Epcot that we did during um, that point? I don't well, think there we, was. Uh, you will have we, a food have review. A review of we find a cafe. Yeah, which we ate there, oh wow, a couple weeks back at least. But um, we're just now getting ready to put that review together. So that should come up about the same time that this is all coming out. Uh, other than that, so then yeah, we did. We left and drove the 1.9 miles from there to, uh, to the Orange Garage at... Disney Springs. I, I say that because we've never done that before. So this is the first for us. The drive, even with the construction and our lovely GPS, Google Maps GPS, not Apple, which tends to get us lost. Uh, we went into the Orange Garage, and uh, okay, so the Orange Garage is a little different when you get in there. Uh, if you're parking in there, and you don't want to have to switch from one elevator to another, then park on levels one or two if you can. Those two, you'll go down basically up or down the same elevator if you're using elevator or escalator even. Yeah, they do have uh, an escalator. Yeah, if you're parking on levels three, four, five, I don't know however many there are, uh, then you're going to switch elevators or escalators and go from one to the other. Once you get down to level two, you've got to switch over and then get on different escalators or elevators, take those down. Anyway, so the purpose of us parking in that garage was so that uh, we popped out of the garage and we were right in front of where we wanted to try out and the place that we went to to eat was uh, Planet Hollywood. Observatory. Yeah, Observatory. Connor and I are big fans, whether people are or not, of uh, Guy Fieri. And he's laughing at me right now because usually I just say Guy Fieri, but uh, you know, the guy says, Guy? The guy? Guy says? He's... Guy Fieri, and so we, we're going to say Guy Fieri, uh, out of respect for the man's name, so keep laughing. Um, anyway, uh, so we decided we'd go in there and try it out. Actually, Connor was really anxious to go in and check this restaurant out, not even just for the ambiance or theme of it, which we'll get to, uh, but even for the food and stuff like that. And, you know, I guess when I say we're big fans of Guy Fieri's, it's we're big fans of Triple D. Please tell me what Triple D is again, because I will mess it Diners, up. Diners, drive-ins, and dive. Yeah, we, we love have that. several other shows though, that we've watched too on uh, Food Network. Yeah, we just love the laid-back aspect of all of those shows and the food. Let's face it, you can just watch many different types of food made by people that aren't just their mom and pop shop restaurants. And so we kind of like that. 
And how can you go wrong with food? No matter, really, who's presenting it. No, it's food. You can't go wrong with it. Right, right. So, uh, okay, so we got into the restaurant. A little wonky if you use an elevator uh, to get to the elevator because you come in on the first floor, but everything really is happening on the second, third, and fourth floors. Well, really on the second floor. Uh, so you take the elevator up, you come out, there's another station there where they'll take your information and and then boom, you're in, you're, you're seated. Yeah, it wasn't any wait for us at all. No, it wasn't. Just walked up. Uh, it's odd because this restaurant is huge. The building is huge, but the area where people are eating on the second floor probably holds 200 people. Yeah, maybe a little more. Uh, that's on the inside, plus there's some outside seating. And I guess if you really love to sweat profusely while you're eating, then you would want to be outside this time of the year. Um, so anyway, uh, so they sat us by the doors which opened to the outside. Uh, the first crazy thing was is that they were bringing a lot of chairs in from the outside to make more availability for chairs on the floor where people were crammed in down below uh -huh. us. And basically, those people, the main part of the dining room is like in a cereal bowl. And so people were literally just smashed in there. <laughs> and I, I noticed that first, that people were just crushed. It didn't look very comfortable at all. And then they kept adding chairs, which made it even worse. So now, uh, there may have been a party going on, which we found out. That was, okay, so, yeah, it looked like on the floors three and four, they must do private parties, because we heard management and some uh, some of the wait staff talking about a party of a hundred on the fourth floor I think that night and so that you know, could have been what they were bringing in chairs for yeah well no they were bringing them in and putting them down on the floor right below us oh, okay. so more people could be <laughs> crammed into that area it truly was incredible to watch the amount of people that were in that area uh, so anyway so we got, I'm trying to think here, what food we got. Sorry, there's some guys doing some strange things off to the side of the highway, which is not uncommon here in Florida. Strange enough, no, it's not uncommon. No, it's not. So, um, hang on here. I'm, I'm turning down the air conditioning because my arm is freezing off as I'm holding the mic up here. Okay, uh, so let's see. I so got on, the... Yeah, the actual food here. Yeah. So we each got basically a burger uh my burger was actually wasn't a burger it was chicken yours was uh, bird is the word bird is the word so it had slaw it had uh i don't know it was uh, chicken it had a uh, like a thick cheese on it yeah and you're seeing a picture of it here yeah. right now yeah so chicken cheese some sauce maybe and and then uh we got pictures of the menu so we'll put that up here too and that'll give you the absolute ingredients uh, right off so the bun as you can see in the picture and I actually took a picture of this the buns on both of them were really well done on the top I'm trying to make them crispy I guess but it was almost burnt yes uh, on top of that so let's get into the slaw on mine and we'll just do yours separately okay. the slaw the whole sandwich was kind of tasteless or it tasted like you bit the ch into the chicken and the slaw and everything and it tasted like different textures of, of the same thing. And so it didn't have a lot of taste to it. Just 
seemed like by the time you put chicken, if you just lightly season the chicken and the batter that's on it, and then you you figure out what you want your slaw to taste like. Do you want it to be more of like a mayonnaise-based, uh, mustard-based, pepper-based? It kind of, you know, you, you have to make that decision, and it just tasted like they put the least amount of dressing kind of into the slaw that they could. And so that really just made the slaw taste dry and meaningless. So it was, I, I had the ingredient. Oh, okay, good. Crispy fried, all natural chicken breast, buttermilk ranch dressing, pickles, cheddar, slaw, and honey hot sauce on a brioche bun. Couldn't taste the honey hot sauce at all. Not at no. all. I didn't no. even know that well, it was on there. You, you tasted you it. You taste a little bit of spice to the chicken, but no, it was definitely not uh, Yeah. Not as flavorful as it sounds like it would right. be on the menu. And this sandwich, okay, so it came then with fries and a pickle. Yeah, they were, uh, they were like waffle fries. Well, it was a mix. I yeah. had straight fries, and then you had waffle fries, and I had some waffle fries or something like that mixed in with my fries. And so those were, they weren't bad. I mean, there was nothing special to them. Um, so uh, let's move on then to what yours is, Connor. So mine was the original ringer, which is crispy rojo onion ring, guy's signature barbecue sauce, uh, SMC which is uh, super melty cheese, um, and then cheddar, uh, L-top, which is lettuce, tomatoes, onion, pickle, and donkey sauce, which is mayo, uh, roasted garlic, mustard, Worcestershire. Uh, Worcestershire. And, you know, Worcestershire. Sorry, Worcestershire. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? I don't know. And then salt and pepper. Okay. Um, Wait a on, minute. On a brioche bun. You didn't have lettuce. You just had slaw, like what well, I had. I had lettuce. Well, maybe that's why yours seems so dry. Mine still seem that way. The consistency between the slaw and the lettuce was almost the same. Yeah, it was not a very good slaw. No. Because I, I did okay. take a few bites of the sandwich. Okay. So, uh, tell me then what you thought so, of your sandwich. Uh, as far as the flavor goes, I actually enjoyed my burger. Okay. Um, it... Okay, so... I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I would go back and get it just because of the price. It was some... Um, $18.99 and yeah. so I felt like that was a bit pricey for yeah I felt like I got. four to five dollars both sandwiches were about probably four to five dollars more than what they should have been yes and so when you start doing that then you expect something extra I mean I expect for it to really pop yeah when I yours, eat it yours was $17.99 so it was a dollar less holy cow okay I thought mine was $15.99 so no then we also got a chocolate comet uh, oh, milkshake. Yeah. Which. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't even thought it about. It was pretty disappointing. They um, they put flair on top of it by giving you a bunch of uh, M and M's, basically melted onto the side of the uh, the glass uh, with chocolate inside of it. They put in some like uh, gummy candy on the side of it. Well, yeah, they're like they put yeah. a Kit Kat and. And it was like a, uh, like well, it would be like stick. a cinnamon stick, but it's yeah. chocolate. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the actual milk, uh, milkshake without all of the, uh, the rest of the stuff on it was pretty disappointing. It was, um, more of, what did you say, a, like a Hershey's chocolate. I honestly, it tasted like 
somebody had taken milk and act, uh, added too much Hershey's chocolate and didn't stir it well enough even. And so in the bottom, it was very chocolatey. Um, yeah, but there seemed to be no like ice cream consistency to it, which would make it a milkshake. And I, I was, the place that we have to compare it to, as far as this kind of milkshake, was Tucson. And yeah. uh, that's in City Walk. And it in could Universal. be much better. Yeah. I think. It wasn't bad, but for the price, it should be much better. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I w would definitely not get it again. No. Um, and Tucson, they take whatever you have, like if you have birthday cake or whatever on top of your uh, shake, they take that and blend it into the milkshake also to give some consistency so because it is hard obviously if you make a regular milkshake it's hard to suck that even through the big straws and so they do make it uh thinner consistency but this was like chocolate milk and yeah, it that, tasted yeah, that's very you can, much you can have a, a uh, liquidy consistency but yeah the taste just wasn't there no it wasn't so i wouldn't do that again either uh as far as this whole meal I mean, we literally had with tip, I want to say $65 into that. Burger, fries, and one milkshake. It did one like we got two. The milkshake was $14, which is about a buck fifty more than the same shake, same kind of shake at Tucson. And so once again, when you're going to charge more, I expect for a little more to go on there. And that wasn't the case on any of it. So... And then should um, we move on to the uh, the actual restaurant itself, like the yeah, ambiance yeah. of it? Yeah. It was very odd. So it's supposed to be Planet Hollywood Observatory, which, you know, you would think would be an observatory by the name. It was very unlike an observatory. They played um, a mixture of 70s or late well, 60s, okay, Yeah, so let's go through some of the music. music. They played a lot of, like, yeah, 2000s music, a lot of it. I don't know. Like, so you might be looking at... Beyonce or music. I don't really know that well. I believe um, the ones that I knew were, uh, I think it was Enrique Iglesias. And, well, that, but that uh, was not even from the 2000s, I don't think. I think it was, but then it was uh, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Yeah. So, very much kind of like a, a teenage poppy uh, music to it. And I get um, that. I mean, you got tweens coming in there with parents, maybe. Yeah. So they're... But... I don't know, because it didn't really fit as an observatory to just be playing no. music with music videos up on the big Well, screen. and it was a waste of really um, nice equipment. Yes, it was. Um, so they had that, and then they would occasionally play um, trailers to some movies. Well, the, and then they... And then, yeah, go and ahead. And then some of them weren't even trailers to actual movies. They would uh, they would play, like, um, what would almost have been an Expendables uh, trailer... But they showed a bunch of different clips from Jason Statham movies, uh, Sylvester Stallone movies, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Uh, they showed just a bunch of clips smashed together and called it Action Heroes. So it wasn't an actual movie. It was just clips from all of their movies smashed together. And they did the same thing with superheroes. They showed a bunch of different superhero movies, uh, clips from them smashed together as if it were a trailer. And then it wasn't. Um, so that was kind of odd. And then they would also show... Um, coming soon movie so it just it was all kind of uh, wait no, let's mix in too some of the other music so then they all of a sudden started playing Journey Don't Stop Believing," which I mean really that is at that point things were so mixed up as far as what are you trying to get across here as a theme it just seemed like they were just pushing buttons trying to get your attention 
And so they're probably thinking, don't stop believing. Even though it's an old song, uh, it's gotten to be well known again in a lot of, within a lot of shows, stuff like that. So they just use that as a button to push so that they get people's attention, even younger kids. And no, there then was, there was one song that yes, it, it was just fun, and they got people's attention. But first of all, I'm just gonna stick in a piece of the video here. Uh, if you're watching the video show, and you can see what everybody starts singing to. Okay, so "Sweet Caroline" by Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond, yes, and really late '60s to early '70s, very early '70s song, uh, and people were into it people that was the most fun and the most engaged that people seemed to be the whole time yeah so even with the disorganization of it it still ended up being fun yeah that part did yeah yeah it did uh, i just i guess i felt kind of bad that i mean there were large families in there and that has to be an outrageously expensive meal and so i don't know maybe everybody does really i mean you know i was not one for like T-Rex or Rainforest Cafe or some of those, but families love those places. I went in there even with my family, and it was noisy well, in there. And so when the grandkids to... freak out, you can't really hear them because everybody else's kids are freaking out in there. Easy places, just let kids go in and blow off some steam. Yeah, and, if, and as far as views, uh, the, our Rainforest Cafe review has some of the most views of any of the food and reviews I know you don't but I personally I like uh, Rainforest Caf Cafe huh. so yeah okay. I am I enjoy it yeah but well, I know you're not usually one for seafood either and I I do enjoy seafood and so I don't know for that kind of money I always just want to try something else I can get burgers and fries and potato skins and stuff like that for a lot less money somewhere else so I can get it in a lot of places so We've completely derailed this. Somehow well, we got on a Rainforest Cafe. Well, no, I mean, because the next thing is, the thing that's kind of the same between Rainforest and T-Rex and this restaurant is the noise level in there. Uh, between the DJ spinning out the tunes and then them playing videos or whatever up onto the wall of the dome above, above you, the noise level in there is just constant. And so that's just another thing I think that that kind of wore, wore us down. That didn't help. That when, it did help that when we came in there we were somewhat hungry, but it didn't help that when we came in too. We had just come from two parks. And we were still boiling hot and half fighting uh, uh, dehydration at that point, and just needed really to get water, 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 <laughs> and uh, and then some food. Um, so, you know, being that we were hungry, you thought maybe that would have helped us. But anyway, I, you know what? For anybody else, I, we don't hear from people that often. And I just think that we're that kind of show that we don't always, maybe people use us more for information and don't really, I don't know if we hit things enough that people don't really have a lot of questions. But when we do hear, you know, here and there, we get questions from people. That's basically what we get. And, but we don't get a lot of that even, so... In some ways, that makes me happy because I think, all right, well, we're really, like, settling in people's minds what it is that they came on here to know, I hope. Um, if you are somebody who's a big fan of this restaurant and you've been in it, tell us. I want to hear about it. I want to hear, you know, that maybe this was just a, you know, bad moment for us. Tired, hot, whatever, and, and you know, maybe or they're just off. 
Yeah, because that hides in the restaurant. It could be. Yeah. I'm willing to give anything that kind of, uh, you know, leeway. And I do well, many times. I'm not, we are not the be-all, see-all, eat-all. Well, we do eat-all, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to pretend like, you know, you need to absolutely go with our opinion. But I do also want to say, yeah, this is expensive. Uh, and it's a lot more expensive than you can get the same food in a lot of other places. So I guess I just wanted to put that out there. Um, let's see here. Was there anything else that we wanted to go through? Um, this? Oh, okay. So um, the uh, Lego store. Yes. We went in there. So uh, we mentioned a while back that I went. We went into Launch Bay because I wanted to look at some merchandise in there, and um, I was looking for a uh, Lego Millennium Falcon from The Force Awakens. Um, and we found it inside the Lego store when they finally pointed us into there. And it was actually $30 more in-store than it was on uh, Amazon, which I we uh, I can order it from. The exact same yeah, set. Exact same we set, even verified not a, that. Not a single thing different. Right. Yeah, and so that was kind of disappointing to see that going into store, into the store, it was $30 more. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that was disappointing to see. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, in some ways I get it because it's very expensive to lease space at Disney Springs. But the problem is, and this is a problem with every brick and mortar store now, that Amazon, the juggernaut, is a stiff competitor. And if you can't compete with them, then sooner or later you just go out of business. And so they're going to have to find a way at Disney Springs and all these other brick and mortar stores to be able to at least get within five bucks of the uh, of the item, obviously the higher the price the item, get within a certain percentage. How about if we put it that way? Yeah, because you can't I, be. I would be ten percent over. I would be willing to pay just a little bit more to bring it home that day because with Amazon, I mean, you if you pay for Prime, you get it at most or at best a, a two day shipping, and that's if you pay the hundred dollars a year for Prime. Um, so I would be willing to pay a little extra in store just to bring it home that day and not have to wait. But thirty dollars more on an item that's already pretty expensive is yeah, and let's face it, right. you can order it on Amazon if you're a Prime member for maybe ten bucks more. You're going to get overnight shipping. Yeah, you can have it there within twenty four hours, and so that's and that's a third of what they wanted and the difference in cost. Anyway, um, so, I mean, that's a third the difference in cost. And so, it's the same thing. Like what we just talked about with uh, Planet Hollywood Observatory and the food there. I'm willing to, you know, shoulder a little bit more, do whatever. Even if it's the same item. But I expect at least the equivalent, equivalency of quality and what I'm getting. Obviously, Lego to Lego, it's the same item. So, could you, you know... Stay within a certain reasonable amount. Pay a little less right. than what they were charging, but still pay a little more than what Amazon would charge because I get to take it home that day. Yeah. And so that would be all right, but I just think that, uh, that yeah, you're going to have a hard time competing when you're so much more than than what Amazon is. And I, you know, I could say other places, but I don't know what they are, and let's face it, most people that are listening to this are ordering stuff from Amazon 
if not weekly, daily. And so, anyway, uh, that was just something that concerned me. Um, you know, and this was a Saturday night at, at Disney Springs. And it was busy, but it wasn't swamped. So that was just, you know, one of those things that I happened to notice. Um, anyway, yeah, that kind of stuff, I just know it'll catch up to them. It'll catch up to them. It catches up to everybody. It doesn't matter you know, who you are, what you are, what you're selling. Amazon now is always knocking on your door. So anyway, all in all, once again, hot day in Disney. Uh, hit a few places. We, we have been trying to stream from the parks through YouTube. Uh, we did that at the entire Food & Wine. If you haven't looked at that, we actually went past every kiosk, showed you the menus and stuff at every kiosk, and we ate and did live reviews of several. Um, so anyway, get out there and check that out. We are going to have some actually filmed reviews to where, so it's not, you know, the live stuff. The quality is always off a little bit when you start doing live, live things. Uh, just because of signal strength things like that uh, so you can get out there and check those out we'll have more of those out coming up uh, let me think here anything else that we want to go through I do have one more piece of information uh, shall we talk about episode 9 oh yes what just happened yes okay so go ahead um, so Colin Trevorrow was set to be the, um, the director of Star Wars episode 9 he was just um, fired by Lucasfilm and J.J. Abrams was brought back in so, um, I've seen a lot of people that are disappointed by that. I personally am excited. I'm beyond excited to have J.J. Abrams back. I loved what he did with um, Force Awakens and many other projects that he's done outside of Force Awakens. Um, I think that he does a good job of mixing the old with the new to make it still be familiar to Star Wars but not make such drastic changes to it. Um, but still, uh, yeah, I'm... And this is this is a listen. Episode nine is going to be. Uh, it's a tough bridge to cross in this movie, because this is it uh, for the three main characters that, as far as we know of, obviously it's it for Carrie Fisher. Uh, Harrison Ford has made statements saying that you could see him return. I've said it all along. I don't believe he's really dead, uh, uh, because if, if you go back to D twenty three. Even this past winter, when uh, that went on, or summer, I don't, whenever it was, and they talked to him, they interviewed him, and he made the statement uh, that I'm not really dead, I'm just resting, which is a uh, Monty Python reference, right? But that's not normally his humor, so I think there might be a bit of truth to that. So we'll see. But then, then you also have Mark Hamill. But I mean, these, you know, even that, you've got Harrison Ford, who's really, I mean, 76 years old, I think. And he's also working on Indiana Jones now. So I just don't see them making an episode 10, 11, and 12 with uh, Luke Skywalker and with Han Solo in it. Uh, I could be completely wrong. They could throw them in there in little points. But it just seems to me like the story is either going to stop there or they're going to try to move it forward with the new characters. And they'll determine that by how well these new characters, meaning... Uh, Poe Dameron, Kylo Ren, and uh, Ray and Finn, Ray and Finn uh, are accepted by the time we get, you know, into Episode Nine, and they're going to know a lot more coming into Episode Eight, but uh, coming into Episode Nine, and this is once again, it's just the same position 
that J.J. Abrams was in when he came back with episode 7. And that you really don't want to mess this up. Anyway, okay. And love him or hate him, the movie made $2 billion, so a lot of people liked it. Right. Yeah, and, and I still think he did well taking the safe road. A lot yeah, of people I, I don't like it. that, but I think he did well taking the safe road because, wow, I mean, if you come back, everybody think about this for one second, but this, you're helming this, and if you screw this up, and let's take a look at what just happened with The Mummy and the reboot of The Mummy with Tom Cruise. He, he screwed it up. They screwed it up. So it did poorly, uh, which now has jeopardized it, jeopardized the entire dark universe of films that they were trying to bring back. And so, yeah, look what that does. So as much as maybe everybody said, oh, yeah, it was just, he took the easy way out. And he just rehashed the same old things in episode seven. I still think there's a reason for that. And so I think if I were in his shoes... I probably would have had a nervous breakdown. Well, but. And he, he said, I mean, this he, is a human being behind this movie. Yeah. He did say that it almost cost him to have a, you know, a nervous breakdown because of the um, the criticism that he feared would come because he was the one helmed with bringing back a series that... Um, had that been had done been, well, 30 years. Well, yeah, with, with characters that hadn't been done in exactly. 40 years. And this is your shot. If you blow this... With the main, the three main characters finally coming back, you know, 30, 40 years later, what a mess up, man, that would have been. Because this was your one shot with them. And so I think that what he did was okay as far as playing it safe. Do I expect Farney to play it safe in episode 9? Yeah, I do. I do. I expect for him to play off of the story that Ryan Johnson set up and try to end this thing without too much pain. Uh, or disappointment I think end it in an epic high note and you don't do that I don't believe you do that anyway by trying to break a bunch of new ground and so I think that how Ray and Finn and Poe Dameron uh, are accepted in episode 8 will decide a lot of how much farther you push that envelope in episode 9 because if there are three of them if everybody is still paying well I'm sorry Kylo Ren but so if that new group is still being somewhat ignored and people are still talking a lot about the you know the three older characters then you have a problem because it kind of sounds like the people watching the movies aren't ready to pass the torch and if they're not ready to do that then you may not really have opportunity to, to move the thing forward with the new cast so we'll see there is something else too that uh, I don't know that we've talked about they did confirm that there's going to be a um Obi-Wan Kenobi film uh, it's going to be a Star Wars story just like um, Rogue One was um, so it's going to be separate from the actual Star Wars uh, movies it's going to be a separate story of its own um, and then there's also going to be a Boba Fett movie that will be its own thing so I'll be excited to see um, to see where those uh, those go I did just see where uh, for an audiobook that is coming out. They just got John Hamm to play Boba Fett, so um, he might come back maybe on screen to act as Boba Fett. I don't know. How old is he? Uh, John Hamm isn't very old. Interesting. So he's not. He wasn't the original actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see where all of this leads. I think those are two stories that uh, that could play really well on screen and uh, broaden broaden the world of Star Wars. 
because we don't really know much about uh, Boba Fett outside of the uh, two movies that he was in. Well, and it's the um, same thing with uh, even with Han Solo. You don't know that much about yes. the bookends of what went on with him. You don't know it. In Obi-Wan, there's an entire like 20 years where you don't know what he was doing. Right. And so I think all of that is definitely that's definitely good good ground to till up and see what you can get out of it. Uh, just like they did with Rogue One. Uh, and still <laughs> I've told Connor this a hundred times the two guys uh, I don't remember their names. They were brothers. The blind. Uh, Actually they weren't brothers. They were friends. Okay. Friends. Um, the Asian it, man. It um, yeah. Uh, Connor and I don't know how you remember this stuff. Um, yeah, let me see this real quick. So, it was... Um, Chirrut and Baze. Those okay. were their names. Those two, I would love to see another movie on just those two. Yes, there's... There's a lot of interesting material there, what with them, them being called the Guardians of the Wills, which was um, an original, that was the original name of the Force that uh, George Lucas gave when he first started making Star Wars. Um, so I think there's some history there, and they were guarding the, uh, the Jedi Temple on Jeddah, which is supposed to be the originating country, or not country, um, planet of the Jedi. So I think there's and a lot for of me, story to be... I thought those two were the most fascinating characters in Rogue One. They yes. were watching power trucks go past us, a bunch of them, on a side road, guys, right now. So they're still working, even back in the middle of nowhere, trying to get power onto everybody here in Florida. So as a side note. Um, yeah, I just happened to see these things while we're going down the road. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I think I'd love to see another movie on that. So Frankly, I'd love to see a movie done on all of them, I think. They all have to take all of them and their stories back farther. Yes. Yeah. Um, could be. With Jen Urso, they kind of did in a book called uh, Rogue One Catalyst. Yeah, but that's a book. Yes, that's a book. Um, and so, yeah, I think that there's. I mean, there is a, a large span of time that wasn't covered um, in the movie that they could do uh, a story about her with her time with Saw Gerrera, who also they could do a movie on. Yeah, I'd love to see more from all those characters. Well, I just think, like, with the two... What were their names again? Jerut and Baze. Okay, with those two, you can focus in on the one thing. What were they doing? What made yeah, the were... one be so much different than the other one, even though they were friends who still looked out for each other? What they made were, one yeah, be they were... searching for the Force and the other one didn't want to even talk about it? And they didn't really get a chance to go into that Which that much. They, uh, there is a book called Guardians of the Wills um, that showcases those two. And I haven't gotten the chance to read that yet. Yeah, but, but, see, and we're, but we're making movies out of books all the time. Why don't we make a movie from that? I don't know. I'm really... I really liked... Those two characters I liked as much as when I saw the original Star Wars and those characters with Han Solo and uh, um, Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Uh, I, in fact, I liked them more than I ever liked Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just oh, thought... I always, you just opened I know. a can of worms. I know, I know. <laughs> Luke, though, I thought was always the weak link for me. I just did. So, I thought Hans, Han Solo and Harrison Ford was just much more rounded part and actor and everything in it. So, it was what it was. He still filled the, the, the part. And this many years later, people still love 
you know him for for that part. Yeah. So I'm not. And gonna... I I can't wait to see what he does in um, episode eight. Yeah. Because he said that I think his uh, his role is expanded by I believe he said eight or ten times the amount of lines because he didn't have any. In the last yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. screen time is. So now he's got eight ten to lines. Ten more. Well, yes. <laughs> his screen time though. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we're jabbering. Um, we could go on and on. We will. When the next Star Wars movie comes out and we go see it, we'll do a review and do all that stuff. So another thing I was thinking about, too, um, a lot of times that Connor and I have talked about doing um, maybe live streaming from the vehicle as we're going down the highway and just talking, whatever. If people are interested in seeing something like that, we'd love to hear from you guys and just say, yeah, we would like to watch something like that or... Yeah, I don't want to hear anything you guys have to say. <laughs> so anyway, I would just, yeah, we'd love, there's so many, like, and it's not always just Disney and stuff that we want to talk about, but talk about just a plethora of things. So we'd like to, we'd like to do that. So, all right, I don't want to go on into another topic. So on that, we're going to let you guys go and we'll be back with you again soon. So keep an eye out for us live from the parks. Bye. Bye.